always focusing on uh, on solving a problem or having like a differentiator uh, because the time you start to your business until it, you know it's ready to launch or or you're raising the money uh, market may be evolving uh, uh, pandemic might happen etc so uh, one thing, uh, one thing I, I think we've done well, and I will, uh, uh, I will recommend to any uh, any uh, new entrepreneur is uh, very much to 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 adapt to the situation while always trying to, you know, solving the problem that you 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 were solving on the, at the first place. Hey everyone, this is Devin Miller here with another episode of The Inventive Journey. I am your host, Devin Miller. Um, I am the serial entrepreneur that's uh, founded and co-founded several startups that have now or grown to six or seven and eight figure companies, as well as the founder and CEO of Miller IP Law, where we help uh, startups and small businesses with their patents and trademarks. And today we have another great uh, journey to tell and we have William and is it Bevan I always I always afraid of whatever I have to pronounce people's names I'm gonna get it wrong but I think it's Bevan um, <laughs> that's right yeah and uh, so he is and you'll, you'll probably recognize this from his accent so he's not originally from the U.S. he's originally from or grew up in France is that right were you born in France or grew up in France I born and grew up in France yes just wanted to make sure I didn't say I or at least born and grew up in France Moved to California with or after his wife that he met in France, convinced him that California was even better than uh, France, and then uh, worked in marketing sales for a little bit, and then decided to get into the CBD industry, and then uh, that led him on his journey to where he's at today. So with that much of an introduction, welcome to the podcast, William. Thank you, David, and thank you for having me in the show. Uh, I'm, I'm glad to be here and uh, uh, looking forward to this conversation. <laughs> So well, we're excited. I'm excited to have you on. So I gave a brief introduction, but maybe uh, if you want to tell us a little bit more about your journey. So you started maybe starting in France and you were working in the software tech industry or, or working there for uh -huh. a while. And then you met your wife and uh, I'll turn it over to you from there. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, so after my college uh, in France, uh, I started to work a little bit in e-commerce over there uh, before I met my wife. Uh, and then when I arrived in San Diego, uh, it was, uh, I mean, beautiful. I love the city. Uh, this is very amazing over there. A bit of struggle, a bit, you know, with my career when I arrived, uh, but I was able, yeah, to find a, to find my way uh, in marketing for a software company. That was really uh, very exciting. I arrived, you know, early employees and stayed two years uh, right um, until we uh, we exited with a Los Angeles VC. So I learned a lot. Uh, and kind of like give me some of the skills, but mostly the confidence that uh, I needed to to start my own uh, my own business and uh, and uh, and to become an entrepreneur. So uh, about uh, about three years ago, uh, sorry, two years ago, uh, I uh, I started uh, started my my first company. It's called CBD Map. Uh, we well, started. Before as we a, jump into that, just uh, jump back to so you're in okay. France and you jumped over one of the best parts, which is, or at least I think it was interesting. So. In oh, okay. France, working for the um, for the Department of Commerce, right? And uh -huh. then you met your wife, and wife, I assume, was from the U.S. or from California. Yes. So, did okay. you, one question: So, did you guys get married in France, or did you get married in the U.S.? <laughs> no, I, I I decided to give it a shot in the U.S. first, and move in a movie here with her. Uh, so it was in early 2014. Um, when I arrived, I mean, obviously, it was like uh, the honeymoon before the wedding. Uh, we got married pretty quickly in, uh, in San Francisco, where our family is from. Uh, so 
uh, and uh, yeah, from there I was able to uh, to come and work in the U.S. Uh, find uh, my first job. All right, but I'm I'm, I'm not going to quite let you jump to your first job yet, but we'll absolutely let you get there. So, how was the transition? And it's a bit of an aside, but an interesting one. So you work oh, yeah. in France, and now you're coming. You know, you you meet the girl of your dreams, and you're falling in love <laughs> head over heels. She decides, or she convinces you to move to California to do it, how is it to transition your job or to, and kind of maybe dovetails on what you're saying, but how is it to transition from working in France, knowing the culture, come in a, and, you know, still have, you know, language abilities, but even culture and business culture and how things are done and everything. How is that transition to coming to the U.S.? Oh, that was, uh, you know, it was a, it was a bet kind of, I was, I was still uh, pretty young. I was 22, uh had a good job in france but i feel i felt you know that was that was the right uh, woman to to take uh, to take my chances with so uh yeah. the transition was very uh, very easy at the beginning but then when i started to to you know look for jobs or you know my my english was not as good as uh, as you know when i arrived uh, six years ago so uh i was able to improve uh the transition was very uh, uh yeah a little bit uh yeah, it was a bit. Uh, it was a bit of an adjustment. Yeah, a little bit of an adjustment. Definitely in San Diego or Southern California, you meet a lot of people all the time. But actually, building some uh, some network of friends uh, was a was a bit uh, was a bit tough. But uh, I was able to adapt well, I believe. Uh, I created a, a Facebook group with the, the French people in San Diego, and uh, we started with fifteen friends, and now we are like about three thousand on this group. So. It's something that, uh, you know, kept me busy building my French community uh, here. <laughs> so, no, and that's they're interesting and insightful. So you make that transition, you find, you know, you make your, your leap of love, you come over here, you also figure out how to, um, you know, make the, or adjust to the community. I think it's cool that you started a Facebook group and then you said, okay, now I'd like to get a job or apply my skills and do that. So how did you start, you know, coming over is basically, you know, and I would assume it's kind of a, a starting over sense, or at least, you know, you don't have your network. You don't have the people you can reach out for business or for jobs. So mm -hmm. how did you kind of go about deciding this is what I'm going to do now that I'm in um, California? Uh huh. Yeah. So, I, you know, I was in a, in a travel business and travel is very different in the U.S. than it is in France. You know, just as an example, you get about 10 days here when we have five weeks in France. <laughs> so uh, when I started to find a job in the travel industry, you know, more manager level uh, type of position, uh, I just didn't find anything uh, very interesting, specifically in San Diego. Um, and then, you know, other industries are kind of like uh, lacking of voc sometime vocabularies or it was mm -hmm. at the very beginning. So uh, a bit of a a bit of a struggle <laughs> when I when I first sent my first resumes and uh, I got some interviews. Process was definitely different than uh, than I was used to it, and uh, and uh, and so the first uh, job I was able to land was a was travel agent for for AAA, this very big and very uh, American company. So uh, it was a uh, it was definitely uh, uh, fun to work there. Uh, but I was uh, I was uh, I was happy to kind of like move on with my career and go back a little bit into uh, marketing uh, from you know what I closer to what I was doing before. Okay, so you did that. You tried out the marketing industry. You tried or, mm -hmm. sorry, um, travel industry. Um, did yes. that for a period of time, and then how did you? And so was it the, after that, then you decide okay, I'm going to go into the CBD industry, or how did you get to where you're at today? Uh, it was more the start startup world that I, you know, uh, starting working with this, uh, 
a small uh, tech company uh, in San Diego that, that grew, grew pretty fast when I was there. Uh, it's kind of like uh, more this inspiration of, you know, this is, you know, nowadays American dream, you can maybe start a company and grow it, grow it very fast. Uh, so the, that was that was kind of like the uh, the target that I had. Uh, uh, then the CBD industry was it was more linked to the the, the legalization of uh, uh, recreational marijuana here in California. It was mm. I think uh, it was passed or took effect on early 2018. So it was definitely uh, uh, interesting to see all these uh, delivery apps and uh, uh, crazy technology uh, just to to sell weed basically. Uh, so it kind of like uh, make me think a lot, and uh, and when I when I find out about uh, about CBD, I you know I took a deeper look into it, and uh, really feel like uh, they didn't have much of a directories or softwares or apps dedicated for that yet. Just like they had they, they released early uh, uh, in the cannabis industry. So mm-hmm. you know I did my market research, find an opportunity, and was able to buy CBDmap.com for 250 bucks. And so I was like, okay, let's go. <laughs> so was it, it maybe a short aside. So when you, you say, so first of all, you, you're in the travel industry. If I take back just a little bit, decided yes. to, you know, then you were in the startup world. What made you decide, Hey, you know, rather than keep going to the travel industry or the area I'm at, I'm going to jump into CBD and technology. What kind of made you make that jump or that transition? Was it fine? You know, startup uh-huh. world exciting. Was it, you know, wanted to try something new you love cbd or you know kind of what what made you made that jump so from the, the in the travel industry i was working in on the e-commerce part so that was a little bit of a, of a marketing tech uh mm. for the travel industry uh so when i switched for in the us as a travel agent that wasn't as a, as fulfilling so i was looking for uh maybe get out of the travel industry that was not any you know it's not an industry that was a uh, that was growing much anymore. Uh, um, that was uh, uh, only big companies and big websites were, you know, uh, taking advantage of the market. So I didn't see much of uh, that was the whole industry for me, and and it was lacking of opportunity opportunities. So um, I uh, I decided to kind of like look broader and get into like more just a marketing position. I wasn't sure about the industry. I was just uh, wanted to kind of like uh, you know uh, work on different skills and. Uh, and open up different paths for my career. So, uh, so then I switched for in marketing, but for a tech company. So I was in the startup world. I had like you know multiple hats. Uh, As so every was, startup does, you don't ever get to wear just a single hat. So. Exactly. So that was exactly what I was looking for. You know, to learn new skills and uh, and you know being close to other other uh, senior executive or preparing you know a deck for investors, etc. That's that's kind of like the what kind of trigger this uh, entrepreneur motivation uh, and and yeah so I was really looking for an ID something uh, pretty new uh, something not done before that I can start uh, on my own and uh, hopefully uh, 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 take it uh, take it somewhere uh. so when you, you know I think that that's very insightful when you decided okay Mike, you know, so first of all, you made for the transition, traveled now to startup, you started to work mm-hmm. for them, wear multiple hats, and then you came up with the idea, I want to do my, my want to do my own startup, want to do my own thing, and looked into, I guess, so how did you, how did you land on the CBD industry or the CBD map and those type of things? So was it, uh-huh. how did you say, this is where I want to focus my time and attention on? Um, how I was, you know, I, CBD was something still new. Uh, didn't, I didn't, I didn't know about it like maybe three or four years ago. 
but when I was like in my trying to find an ID for, for my business, uh, I was watching a, a, a documentary on the, the uh, French doc documentary about this, you know, cannabis lights version that uh, was allowed in Europe. That was called CBD. So I, I took a look into it and, uh, and uh, you know, I was like, wow, this is, this is a new market. There's not that many competition yet. Uh, and I have the, you know, the, the skills to do uh, better marketing that's uh, what's available there. So I just wanted to start my e-commerce website as I knew, uh, as I knew, you know, how to do. Uh, but by writing the business plan, I focused on, uh, you know, I kind of like find uh, a problem right away in my marketing plan, which was how do you, uh, how do you actually uh, uh, advertise or promote the CBD brand? Uh, mm -hmm. And that's where it's kind of like trigger my, my interest. I look into other industries, how they were doing it, either in the cannabis or outside the cannabis. And uh, that's where I found like there is no independent directories that would provide reviews for you. Um, so mm -hmm. I decided to start CBD map. Uh, yeah, just uh, uh, to kind of like promote, uh, be able to promote those businesses uh, mm -hmm. because they were still very much attached to the cannabis industry. Uh, and for that reason, you couldn't advertise it on Google, Facebook, or Instagram. So there was very much a, a need and marketing dollars that was not very used by all these CBD businesses uh, that I wanted to uh, create a solution to and and uh, and you know capture this this marketing dollars that was unspent. Hmm. Okay. No, I didn't, that's in, in, interesting. It makes sense. So as you did that, so now you decided, okay, landed on you know CBD. I'm going to make a, a map or a directory so people can find places to access it or otherwise to, um, you know, be able to, um, to be able to find a place or a dispensary or a place. And so then you have the idea and then how did you go about kind of building that or, or figuring out how to build it or, or where to market it or how to market it and kind of how did you go through that process? Uh, well, the, the, beauty, the, the beauty with the directory is kind of like you, you, you're, if, if we find the right approach and, and business sign up that, uh, you know, we are, uh, like here, we start to rank for many cities, etc. So that was kind of like a, a try to find a, the right platform and, and try to, to you know if we were if we were answering a uh, solving a problem for those small small businesses, then mm -hmm. they will uh, they will be able to join us. Uh, so it's you know started like basically the same idea as Yelp, but very much dedicated for this new uh, uh, booming industry, uh, uh, which is CBD. Uh, and we started by yeah just trying to find uh, all the CBD stores that you can, uh, you can find in the US. Uh, and uh, we're able to start with uh, about uh, 1500 uh, stores at the beginning. Uh, and then we, we, grow, we, we grow the number up to 9,000 today. Okay, so that's awesome. So it sounds like you had the idea, you built it, and then you know, if people found it useful, been well received, you know, I, and I, and, to, in all fairness or honesty, so I've done patent applications. I've worked on CBD and essential oils. Uh -huh. I've never actually used it. And part of it is that my religious background of that is a bit, bit different. But putting that aside, so so I, that was a, my short way of saying I don't know a lot about CBD beyond uh -huh. my exposure on the patent side and some of the other things. But, you know, do people, you know, is it, do people use it? You know, is it been well received? Is it uh, a map that people enjoy? Is it, and or do you Google? You know, do people typically Google it and just uh, say CBD dispensary near me? Or how do you know? How do you find the people and how how's it been received? Uh, it was received pretty well because uh, that's the thing you you couldn't really uh, uh, 
uh, easily find a, a, find a, a, a CBD store near you. Um, at the beginning, you know, Google didn't allow uh, much of them uh, to be on the map, and there was not really relevance between, you know, what the cannabis dispensary uh, versus a CBD store or versus mm -hmm. a, a small boutique that, you know, one less boutique that would have uh, some CBD products or vape shop. Uh, so, you know, because CBD comes in as many different products, you can have the oil, you can have the vape, uh, uh, the flower, um, bath salts, etc. Uh, we find out that, you know, pe some people will be uh, uh, are more interested to go into a wellness boutique or uh, versus a, a cannabis dispensary or smoke shop. So uh, that's why we are able to kind of like uh, divide each, uh, each retail location um, uh, by type. So people can actually filter it. And that's why they, they, they found it very useful because you can, you can make the difference between, you know, whether CBD will find at a gas station or a, a dedicated okay. store that is, you know, uh, uh, open up down the streets and can give you the advice that, uh, uh, that uh, you might need to, to get started. Okay. No, I think that, that makes good sense. So now you do that. So you, you've founded it. You started out with 15 or 1500 dispensaries. I think you said now mm -hmm. you're up to 9,000 started to grow a user base, started to get people to use it. So what is the next six months or six to 12 months for you guys? What, you know, is it growing the, you know, the, um, the maps and making it more, is it adding different features? Is it, you know, marketing plan and getting bigger outreach all of the above or what's kind of what do you see that as the, the next six to 12 months uh in uh, the past few months it's been uh, difficult for startups specifically a young startup that uh, that needed to 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 raise funding uh so we kind of like put on hold on the funding uh, until now and developed uh, new features so now we have a delivery uh, features that we can add to basically uh, many stores uh and uh, with this uh, we really make a big difference uh, first, uh, you know, online directories with delivery uh, option. Uh, so for CBD at least. So we will uh, we'll take it to uh, to different pitch competition uh, and uh, try to you know grow our, our network audience to to find investors and uh, hopefully uh, 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 in a couple of months you you might see billboard or, or a couple of ads <laughs> on your feed uh, uh, when uh, when we have uh, settled everything. Okay. No, I think that's an exciting path forward. So. Yeah, and I, and I agree, you know, it's one of those where, you know, it, it's, I think there, you know, it, it plays both ways. And, you know, with you have unrest, whether it's, you know, the the COVID pandemic, and now, you know, civil unrest and other things are going on. And I always look at that as it, it kind of plays or cuts both ways in the sense that I always generally look at any change in the marketplace, any change in the field presents opportunities, right? Meaning anytime there's a disruption, whatever that disruption is, it may, it reveals the chink in, or the strengths and weaknesses in everybody's armor and also opportunities. So I, I can see on the one sense, you know, gives an opportunity to say, okay, what are others not doing? As you almost mentioned, now let's look at the delivery market. If there hasn't been much of a delivery market before, how do we mm -hmm. get into that? And yet I feel for the small businesses and startups because, you know, going out and fundraising and, and you know, raising money and raising cash, is, it can be difficult in the sense that people are saying, hey, we'd love to invest. We'd love to do that. But right now we're being a bit more conservative until things settle down. And so you're kind of saying, but we need money. Like, what do we do? So, <laughs> so I, I certainly exactly. feel for you and wish you the best of luck in, in figuring that out. Thank um, you. So as we kind of uh, wrap towards the end of the podcast, I always ask two questions at the end of every podcast. We'll touch on those now. So first question I always ask is, what was the worst business decision you ever made? Uh, it was probably 
putting you know all my eggs in the same basket <laughs> mm. so for for the fundraising part you know uh, uh, we had like a few months where we could have uh, done a bit better and uh, I focused on you know on one-on-one -on -one conversation with with uh, with each investors instead of uh, trying to uh, to look more broadly uh, so I think that was the uh, it's probably the the worst the the worst decision just uh, focusing on uh, on one investor at a time. Hmm. Okay. So and yeah, and I I think that's that's a hard one, right? Because I mean, investors always want you to they want to be you know once that you're entering, they want to do a, a you know a standstill period or non compete or you know mm -hmm. something of that nature, and so they want to be you know the one that that is uh, being courted. And yeah, so and then you want to make sure that they're taking care of respond answers to. And yeah, on the other hand, if you put too many eggs in one basket and that for investor falls through or doesn't or come to fruition, then you're kind of stuck. And now you have to scramble or do what what or you know to figure out what's next. So I always get that quandary, and, and so you're saying, hey, let's keep multiple irons in the fire. Let's figure out different ways for funding, whether it's crowdsource or different investors that you're are going at the same time, and even different types of investors, right? So angel investors and venture capital. And now you can go on and actually do almost crowdsourcing for investors or for equity. And so there's a lot of paths. And I think that it's you know, certainly a good lesson learned of how to keep that diversification. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that was a great explanation. And uh, yeah, that's a, a good summary of yeah what happened. Basically, uh, I, I could have uh, gone multiple ways and, uh, and uh, I was a bit too focused on, uh, on, uh, on, on one, one way at a time. Mm -hmm. So now I'll jump to my second question I always ask, which is, okay, so you're talking with or speaking with someone that's, you know, getting into a startup or just started, what would be the one piece of advice you'd give them? Um, always get a plan B. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no uh, just uh, uh, always focusing on, uh, on solving a problem or having like a differentiator. Uh, because the time you start to your business until you know it's ready to launch or or you're raising the money, uh, market may be evolving, uh, uh, pandemic might happen, etc. So uh, one thing uh, one thing I, I think we've done well, and I will uh, uh, I will recommend to any uh, any uh, new entrepreneur is uh, very much to 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 adapt to the situation while always trying to you know solving the problem that you 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 were solving on the, at the first place. Hmm. No, no, I, that's a great piece of advice and certainly is helpful. So, well, perfect. Well, I appreciate your time coming on today and there's always, always plenty of fun things that we could talk about that we never have time on, but as we wrap up, so if people want to, whether it's invest in you, they want to use your product, they want to check you out, they want to get in connect with you, they want a job from you or whatever that <laughs> is, what's the, what's the best way to connect with you? Uh, so we have a, a website, of course, if you need to sign up or if you want to reach out to us, uh, uh, cbdmap.com um, and uh, we can also find me on LinkedIn William Bevan B-E-V-A-N um, I'm the I'm the founder and CEO of uh, CBDMap. Perfect well I certainly invite everybody to make sure to check you out reach out to you if they invest in you support you and in, in, in every other way so wish you the best of luck in your in your ongoing journey and for those of you that are, uh, have your own journey to tell we'd love to have you on the inventive journey um, if you'd like to apply to be on the inventive journey just go to inventivejourneyguest.com and if you are a listener make sure to subscribe so you can catch this episode and all the the new episodes and if you need, ever need any help with uh, patents and trademarks feel free to reach out just at uh, miller ip 
thanks again, William, for coming on. It's fun to hear your journey. Wish you the best of uh, best of luck with your future journey, and uh, hopefully we'll be in touch soon. Thank you very much, Devin. Take care.